Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, and welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. Thank you so much for joining me today. On this episode, we are talking about raising money-savvy children. Oh, I love this topic. So just to start, it makes me think about my own daughter. So she's she's six years old now. So probably a couple years ago, she was at that stage where when she has her, her own money, I guess, maybe from birthdays or whatnot, but when she'd go to the store with her own money and spend it, and then, you know, when they get change and their eyes just like light up, like they've won the jackpot, even though they have less money than they had to begin with, but it's just like, oh, it's so cute. So it's just like, those memories touch my heart um, of my daughter, but but yeah, now she's six years old, so now she's ready to be a money savvy child and, and start learning the the truth about money. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this topic it is so important. And you might say, well, you you say that at the beginning of a lot of your podcast, Kaylee, but. <laughs> This is important stuff, so I'm I'm so glad you're listening. And I think this is this is particularly important. It can have it can have such an impact on our lives, or our financial lives, and our children's financial lives. So this this is a really big topic. This is so important. So anyone with children, I highly recommend listening to this episode. Um, hopefully it provides value and some insight in your own life life and how you can raise money savvy children so to start well why is it so important cuz i have to help you understand why is it so important so you'll keep listening and find out some of the the tools and techniques for how we can actually teach our kids about money so to get you in on why is it so important well what what is so important about raising money savvy children well first off i think it creates a foundation so I've alluded to this before. I think it was in my first episode um, about all about the keys to money confidence, but it's this idea that we don't learn these concepts in school. So the idea of financial literacy, oftentimes, you know, we can go through our entire school. um, So think junior high, high school, post-secondary education, and we might leave not really having any of formal education on financial literacy and learning about our money um, and investing and all those sorts of topics. So we might not be learning in the school. I would say for the most part, it's still just not part of the curriculum, not part of what kids are learning in school. Um, So, you know, we go through our entire education and then we're thrown into the workforce. We start working at these jobs, we're earning an income, but we don't really know what to do next with the, with that money. Like we, we might not even know much about budgeting at that point. Um, 
saving for our future, investing, those might be very foreign topics if because we haven't learned it along the way. So just like concepts like in math or anything we learn in school, financial topics can be very complex. And oftentimes it's because they, they sort of build on each other, these concepts. So if, you know, if we can learn it along the way, if we can teach it to our children in stages along the way as they're growing up throughout the years, then it's not this crash course. It's not them getting out into the workforce and it's like this, uh oh, I need to now figure it all out. It's sort of they've gone along this journey along the way. They've built those foundational pieces and then it's all kind of building on itself. So that way when they're hearing these concepts um, about money, about budgeting, it's not the first time they're hearing it or being exposed to it. So again, why is it so important to teach our kids along the way? It's creating a foundation. Why, why else is it so important? It creates diligent habits for the future. So I get the opportunity to meet with people at all different stages of life. So I've met with people who are young and people who would say they're not so young anymore. Um, and I can tell you that when people have achieved their financial goals or are well on their way to achieving those goals, really the secret, if you want to know the secret and what sort of differentiates them from people who maybe are struggling to meet these goals or not getting to where they want to in their financial lives, well, it's about having diligent habits and consistency and being disciplined. And we, you know, when I see that and see these people who have achieved their goals, I like to ask those questions, those background questions of, you know, what is, what is your um, the worst financial, worst financial decision you've ever made. And what is the best financial decision you've ever made? And you get to kind of go back in time to these early memories of money, um, and sharing stories about even when they were really young. So I can tell you some of these diligent habits, these, um, disciplined behaviors, they started really early on my own story. So I, I allude to this one sometimes in, in my articles and when I'm having conversations about this sort of where it all started. But um, I was raised by a single mom. So when it came to, you know, wanting things as a child, it just wasn't feasible um, financially for my mom to be able to buy these things. So I remember when I was begging her over and over again for a Super Nintendo and she said to me, well, if you want it so bad, save up for it and buy it yourself. And so it was like, my mind was blown. And I was like, whoa, it's not a no, it's a, I can get it. Um, I just have to do it on my own. So that was my early beginnings of that, um, you know, diligent savings. I was only like nine years old at the time, I think. And so I didn't really have a lot of earning capacity, but um, I, I begged my sister to let me go along on her babysitting job. So I got I got a cut in her um, babysitting profits and I would always ask for any sort of birthday money or holiday money in the form or any gifts for holidays or birthdays in the form of money so I could put it towards that savings goal. And I remember when I was able to buy it, on my own, that feeling I got, like how empowered I felt and, and how it felt like, wow, if I can do this, you know, I can, I can buy something else on my own. I can achieve these other things I want. It just kind of continued then from that point on, point on in my life. But that was really the beginning of my financial confidence journey. So again, it's, it started early. So let's talk about these you know, these ideas of money and these concepts with our kids, because if we can create these habits early, it's just, it's um, immense possibilities that can come from that. 
why else is it so important? Well, it's important for your own financial future. So I know as parents, we want what's best for our children. Um, and we want to really help them understand what they are capable of. Like as parents, it's, I, I mean, I can only, I guess, speak for myself personally, but you know, if you ask for what I want for my child, it's just for her to know, you know, that she can achieve what she wants to achieve in life. Like that would be my big wish for her. So if I, you know, personally, I'd, I want to raise a financially independent daughter. I want to raise a daughter that, you know, doesn't think that she needs my help financially when she is off on her own as an adult working in her career. I don't want her to have to feel like, you know, she's reliant. And I would hope that that probably rings true to you as well, that we want to, you know, raise these children that can be once they're in their adult years, financially independent and maybe not reliant on us at that point in time. So you need to think of your own goals and that financial freedom and retirement. And you have to put yourself first because you too have to be putting yourself first with your financial goals and how else are you going to achieve them unless you put yourself first and work towards them. So if we have financially independent adult children, we can really you know, sit back and, and have our goals in place. We can see them achieving their goals and they won't, you know, we don't have to push back our goals. Like what I, you know, is devastating to see is if people had this plan in mind of, okay, a financial freedom or retirement at this age, but then they've had to support their adult children along the way. And it set them back themselves to not being able to achieve those goals. I think it's so important that, you know, you're still putting yourself first and, and your kids want you to, achieve those goals as well. Like it's, it's good for you and it's good for our children. So this is, this is why I say it's so important to raise money savvy children, but these are my reasonings why. So hopefully that was enough to convince you, okay, this is important. What do I do? So again, it's the power of an early start. So that's why we're trying to raise money savvy children. Um, as financial professionals, we talk about growth, compounding growth. Um, I have a presentation that I give and I included in a few of my presentations a slide where I have, you know, an example of two women. So again, these are just, it's a scenario. These are just names for illustration purposes. So I have Sally and Susie. So it's basically how it goes is Sally starts investing at the age of 19 and she puts away $300 a month. And then she stops actually after nine years of investing and she just lets it continue to grow and compound. And then there's Susie who gets a later start. And she starts at 30 years old and she also puts away that same $300. But again, she started later. She started at 30 and she does it until she's 65. So she saves for a full 35 years versus um, Sally who only put away the money for nine years. And then the next slide goes to, okay, so who has more money at the end? And keep in mind, I have rates of return in there showing that the compounding growth and whatnot, but basically the result of it is Sally who invested for a shorter time, but started early has more money than Susie who saved for much longer. So Susie who saved for 35 years, Sally still has more than her just because of that early start, the compounding growth. And when people see this um, in my presentations, they're, they're shocked. And it, 
always the common response is just, wow, like I wish I would have started earlier. Um, I, you know, I, I so wish I could go back to my, you know, 18 year old self, 20 year old self and just say, you know, start putting aside money early because of the power of those possibilities that can come from that. So this is possible and it really starts though with getting, you know, setting the stage, helping our kids learn about this stuff early so they can be one of those 18 year olds, 20 year olds that get started early. So how can we raise money savvy children? So if you're saying, okay, great, I'm, I'm convinced, I, you know, this is something I want to make sure that is incorporated into what I do and, you know, what I talk about with my child, but what do I do? What are some ideas? So I think it starts or it's about teaching our children money lessons along the way. And again, because I said it's, you know, you're using these foundations and it's building upon it. So we're just continuing to kind of grow where they're developing a comfort, comfort level over the years. Um, as I mentioned, we don't often learn these concepts in school. So as parents, we need to take an active role in being part of this conversation, being part of these lessons with our children. Um, I volunteer with Junior Achievement. It's an amazing program. I love the program. But again, it goes down to, you know, not every school has Junior Achievement come in for that, those lessons about money. Um, and again, so not every school is involved with it. And it's, it's sort of a one-day event um, and like I said, it's a journey. So this is, you know, junior achievement and those programs are fabulous and, and so great that those things are happening. But how can we continue that conversation? How can we keep growing and building on it? Because again, it takes time. Um, with everything going on recently too with COVID, I first just want to express my absolute appreciation for teachers. So when it comes to teaching our children, I just first want to say thank you for teacher, teachers. I've always been grateful for the work that they do, but I have a new appreciation after experiencing homeschooling firsthand. So first off, of course, we love teachers. They do so much work. Thank you to all the teachers. Um, and again, so, but this comes down to us and us having to take an active role. If it's just not part of the curriculum, then as parents, you know, what can we do to help our children learn? So again, I'm not trying to put extra work on you. I don't want you to think this is like homeschooling because um, you've maybe just gone through all that and it's, you've decided it's not something you want to have to deal with again. Um, but here are some fun ideas. I'm hoping these are fun, fun for you and ways that you can kind of easily see how you can incorporate this into your own um, household. So I break these down by um, different ages because I want to kind of make, you know, money lessons appropriate for those ages. So I'm going to go through some ideas, activities, things you can do with your kids about how you can teach them about money, get them engaged and raise money savvy children. So ages five to six. So this is really where you're just kind of developing an awareness of money concepts because they're obviously, you know, it's still really young. They're just learning some of this stuff. They're just learning how to count and things like that. So one idea is just counting and making change. So although we are using cash less often these days, counting coins and bills is still a great way to introduce children to money. Um, with my daughter, she has her own piggy bank. And so she sometimes empties it. And, you know, when she was probably around the age of five, we were kind of just doing the sorting. So sorting the coins, you know, which ones are the same. And then we talk about how many cents each coin represents and how many coins equal a dollar. And, and so it's just kind of that giving them that introduction to money. 
um, you might think of introducing allowance at this age. So, you know, again, this is very personal allowance. Some families do use it, some don't. It's completely up to you. But if you do introduce it, maybe just being, um, you know, aware of, of how you're designing that structure or um, how you want it to work in your household. But I started, I started it with my daughter and I was giving her sort of a weekly amount based on her age. And it was just, it was a good lesson in just her starting to get perspective on, you know, what you can buy with certain amounts of money. So she learned sort of very quickly that those, those big toys or things that she wanted, well, she wasn't able to buy it with her, you know, $5. Um, so it's just giving them, getting them kind of comfortable with even just how much things cost and how much you'd have to save up to buy something bigger. Um, conversations about money. So I say it's never too early to start talking about money even in the most basic sense. So if we're talking five or six, let's still talk to our kids about money. We don't have to make it really complex. Let's keep it simple, keep it positive, but let's explain concepts to them of, you know, why we go to work to earn a salary, what expenses have to be paid every month, like letting them know, okay, it costs money for electricity and um, for the water we use. And like, I know my daughter now, she's like, She's like a little, she's very diligent with the electricity. So that one must have really like resonated with her because if I leave a light on, she gives me, she basically gives me crap for leaving lights on sometimes. So good on her. Obviously she was listening to that one well and, and she sort of is actually taking action with it. So those are some ideas again for ages five to six, ages seven to eight. So your children, you know, they're, as they're getting a little bit older, um, having some of more of the basic concepts down. What next? So this is a great age to just um, to be opening a bank account for your child. So and make sure your children come with you because I personally can remember um, when I first opened a bank account and I went to the bank with my mom and we had you know the meeting where we sat down and we got to I got to open my very own bank account and um, at the time like you have a little bank book and everything. Obviously things have changed since then. Um, we're more digital based, but Again, it's just, it's opening their own bank account, having them come along, maybe even having some allowance saved up so they can make their first deposit. Um, what else? You can teach them about spending versus savings. So let's start introducing that concept of what it means to save money versus spend money and start maybe having a disciplined approach with them. So maybe it is that you're giving an allowance, but you know, you have those different buckets of, okay, when your allowance comes in, you know, this much is, you know, available for you to spend and this much is going to go for saving for something else longer term and, you know, uh, allocating it um, in whatever buckets that you guys come up with. But again, so it's that teaching of not spending everything at once, putting some away to save larger amounts for maybe a longer term goal. Comparison shopping, that's another idea for kids this age. So take your kids shopping um, and get them involved with purchases. So maybe there's an item on your grocery list and there's, you know, a bulk option, a generic version or organic, and you can kind of go through with them. Okay, which one should we get? You know, this one has, you know, this many packages in it, but it costs this much and this one is that much. And then they can actually sort of feel engaged when they get to kind of be part of that decision and, and compare with you sort of the, the pluses and minuses to each purchase. Um, 
So again, a fun just way for them to understand, you know, by name brand versus generic and, and when that might be important to you and when, when it might not be or, or what it means when something's on sale. Um, so yeah, getting them involved. Ages 9 to 11. So what are some ideas you can incorporate or, or be teaching your kids at these ages? Um, budgeting is a great one because budgeting is something that it's with us for our lives and doesn't ever necessarily go away. And it's such an important skill to have. So if we can teach it early, again, just the basics, the foundations, um, it's a great exercise for understanding how much things really cost, how quickly expenses can add up. So how do you get your child to do a budget? Because I mean, most adults probably don't like doing budgets. So how are we going to get our kids um, on board? Well, Try giving them the freedom to plan their own birthday party, for instance. So let's say their birthday party's coming up. Maybe you set a budget and say, okay, you get to pick, you know, the type of food or whatever dessert is going to be at the birthday, but this is your budget and you have to stick to it. So then they get to kind of experiment with the choices that they want to make and see if that's within budget and make sure they, they stay in the budget because they can't go over the budget. Um, so yeah, fun little exercise. Again, just an introduction to budgeting. Um, also, this age is a great time to start introducing charitable giving. So having your child actually get engaged and involved and, and choose a charity that resonates with them. And then they can come up with that giving plan too. So maybe they're getting an allowance or they earn money along the way. And maybe you have that bucket that you allocate. Okay, this is for, you know, one portions for spending, one saving and one's giving. And with that giving though, they get to actually choose, you know, who is that going to? Is it going to other kids that are in need or, or what is that? What's important to them? And then they get to have a part in that. So again, it's teaching them those early lessons of what it means to be charitable and to be giving. Um, maybe it's that they purchase a gift that they can donate over um, the holiday season or something like that. So ages 12 to 14. So they're getting a little bit older. They're maybe at this age starting to work you know, some odd jobs, um, maybe around the neighborhood or a paper route or doing some babysitting or something like that. So they're starting to kind of probably learn and, and get more engaged, have their own money. Um, what are some ideas to do? So um, one fun idea is just starting like a business or even a simulated sort of business plan for um, just like a, a business idea they have. So we did this in school when I was in grade six, I remember. And um, we got to, for like a week, sell, um, have little stores that we set up in the gym and it was so fun. And, you know, at ours, we sold some candy, chocolate, and we did pizza. And it was such a good exercise because you learn the basics of even profitability. So we had to do the math on, okay, if we bought, you know, this many pizzas and if we think we can sell this much, you know, are we still going to make a profit? Um, yeah. So you're learning these like real decisions that businesses have to make, but you're getting to learn them at an early age. So you can start saying, okay, what's a feasible business idea? You know, what's not. So if you have a child who's very entrepreneurial, this is maybe where the um, ideas are starting and happening and you're just encouraging it with something like that. It's fun. Um, you can, they can make a business plan even about something that they can do now. So maybe it's shoveling sidewalks over the winter or something like that. Um, but yeah, you can kind of do it together and they can come up with, okay, what would I need as supplies? What would that cost? How much would I earn? You know, is it worth it? Am I making a good profit? 
answering all those questions. So fun ideas, starting a business. Um, vision board. I love vision boards for people of all ages. Um, but have your child create a vision board with you. So maybe it's like you, you both do one, you do one and they do one for themselves. And again, a vision board just in its simplest sense is you're cutting out images, photos from books, magazines, computer images, and gluing them on a large poster board. And open up conversations. So if they're putting, you know, a swanky sports car on their vision board, then maybe talk about, okay, you know, how much do you think that's going to cost and, and what kind of, you know, job or career are you going to have? Or, you know, how is that going to, how are you going to make that goal possible? And um, it's, yeah, it's a great time to then discuss and have a conversation of what are some of the goals they have and, and encourage that and do it for yourself too. So they can kind of see what, what your goals are as well. Um, ages five to 18. So here they're getting a little bit older, maybe have their own part-time jobs at this point. So again, it's you're kind of just going up with more of the, the responsibilities and things that they can learn about money and really getting them taking an active part in that. So one good idea would be to have them file taxes. So soon, as soon as your child's old enough to start earning an income, they can begin filing taxes. There's plenty of online tax programs um, or the ones that you purchase, the tax programs. But again, having them involved um, with completing their own because if it's their first job, it's relatively simple return. And again, we're talking about um, creating foundations and growing on those foundations. So if they can know how to file their taxes when it's in its simplest form and early on, then that just sets the stage for the possibilities, you know, from that point on. And I think just when things are simple and having people be engaged with that, there's so much value in just seeing, you know, where the numbers are coming from and, and how it all works to really understand your own financial life is being able to do that, especially when it's, you know, things are simple. Um, budgeting for post-secondary education. So involving your child with that. So if they have goals to go to post-secondary, um, a university, a college, having them really research, well, what is the cost of tuition, the cost of books, if they would want to be going to a school that's, you know, somewhere else, and what would the living expenses be, and have them start budgeting and understanding what that would look like. Um, talking about debt, so having conversations about debt is really important, and this is probably a good stage and age to start having these conversations. So talking about credit cards, interest rates, because you know, this, as soon as it kind of hit that 18 year old or 18 or, or um, age where they're actually, you know, people are trying to get them credit cards and things like that. It's just having them understand and know so they're making good decisions and they're ready for something like that. So um, having conversations about credit cards, how they work, how the interest works, um, just so they thoroughly understand that. So when it comes time that they're ready to have one in their life, when they're in their adult years, that that's something that they can, you know, process and, and they can, you know, can, it can work in their favor and it's not something that's going to, you know, cause them sort of to take on unnecessary debt or to be purchasing too many things or something like that. So we're, we're teaching them the skills ahead of time. So, you know, a credit card's not a bad thing then credit card, something that's going to help them 
build their credit and something that can work towards positive goals. Um, another good conversation topic would be mortgages. So you can go online and work through a mortgage calculator with them just so they can see how long it takes to pay for a house, how much interest can accumulate. So they can kind of, again, start thinking about these things because in their adult years, they might want to be buying a house. So why not start showing them what that looks like? What is a mortgage? You know, how does interest accumulate? How much interest do you pay over the term of your mortgage? Um, investing with a mock portfolio. So again, this is a great idea. And a lot of clients that I talk about that had these very diligent early on habits were introduced to investing and stocks very early on. And they started to kind of get to talk and learn about it early on. And if you read a lot of personal, if you read personal finance books, oftentimes the authors cite, you know, their first exposure to buying stocks. Um, Warren Buffett bought his first stock in his preteen years. So your, your teenager can experiment with buying stocks and what's one way to do so in a safe way um, would just be a mock portfolio. So that would just be essentially a fake portfolio. So you have them maybe just you know, use an Excel spreadsheet or a, just a, a tracking um, app or have some stock quotes on their, you know, iPhone or iPad or something like that. But there's a lot of programs out there or again, in its simplest sense, an Excel spreadsheet, and then they can pick and choose some of the stocks that they would buy in this fake portfolio and track what price they bought it at and then get to see kind of along the way, okay, you know, how it's going, check in a month later, a couple weeks later, and just see if it's gone up since what they, you know, when they chose to purchase it or has it gone down. Again, it's just, it's a nice um, safe way to experiment with what that looks like. Um, because in the future, in their adult years, they're likely going to be investing their money to help it grow and compound. Um, so why not get them started in a very safe way to start experimenting and understanding what it means to invest. So as those were my ideas for some of the, hopefully they're fun ways, hopefully um, ways that you think you can incorporate into your own household. Um, again, as a parent, speaking as a parent myself, I would, I would do anything for my daughter and, you know, with her giant eyes and her adorable smile and her, you know, ability to, she's a good negotiator too. So those are very good tactics for a sense that I, you know, I want to give her anything or I'd want to buy her anything, but I also know I wouldn't be doing her any favors by just giving her that instant gratification that a new toy brings or a new item. So, you know, instead I really just practice talking about money with her, answering her questions, and I'm really committed to doing my part to build the foundation about money so then my daughter can grow up and, and feel in control of her finances and have a positive and a healthy relationship with money. So I hope you found value in some ideas that you might want to implement to raise money-savvy children. Thank you so much for your time, and I will catch you next time. Bye. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much. And I will catch you next time.